0: cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. And even better, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code WTTC at LumiDeodorant.com. Again, that's WTTC at LumiDeodorant.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Good morning, happy Wednesday. We are back with another episode. Someone told me that it should be called WTTC Wednesday, and honestly, I kind of love it, but we're back. We are ready for today's episode. As always, before we get into it, if you love this podcast and you love this episode, please go on Apple Podcasts, go on Spotify, rate it, review it, share it with a friend, follow the podcast, all that good stuff. And also I have been itching for a new collective episode. So if you want to be on the next collective episode, there's a link down in the description with the Google form that you can fill out and submit your write-ins, submit your questions, your advice for other people, your funny stories, your inspirational quotes, whatever you want to submit, you're more than welcome to. Also, I need one of you to send me a DM and let me know, can you submit more than once? Because if you can't, then I need to figure out how to change that. So someone please let me know. And then last thing, join the group chat. If you haven't joined the group chat, feel free to the more the merrier. It's also linked down in the description and come join us. It's honestly really fun. People put in their questions, share advice, share stories. I normally will send a message like twice a week, kind of just seeing how everyone's doing. So, if you wanna come join, feel free. Okay, so let's get into a little life update. It's gonna be short and sweet because (laughs) some people on TikTok told me they hate it. So, we will do a short and sweet one today. But this past weekend, Dean and I drove to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is only five ish hours away from Toronto. And if you don't know, I lived in Pittsburgh for two years. I currently still go to school there. A lot of my best friends live there. So we decided where else should we spend our birthday weekend? I say our birthday weekend, my birthday weekend, then Pittsburgh. So we went out Friday morning and stayed there until Sunday. If you live in Pittsburgh, you have to go to Butcher in the Rye. So we went there Friday night and... It's basically like kind of a themed bar. It's basically an apres ski type of theme. So wintery and there's like a ski lodge outside that they have and basically it's just it's really interesting and really cool. I also heard a rumor that in the summer they're going to change it into like a surf lodge and a surf shack type of vibe but it was honestly really nice. It was so vibey I was absolutely (laughs) obsessed with it they put us in our own private room which was kind of wild because there was only four of us but it was just very cute and very fun and I really really liked it so if you live in Pitt make sure you go and check this out it's downtown and it's so cute but all in all the weekend was so wholesome I got to see my best friends I got to basically reset regroup When Dean and I go to Pitt, we just feel at home. We know exactly where we're going. We know how to drive there because driving in Pittsburgh is literally, Pittsburgh is probably the worst place in the world to drive. And I know people are going to fight me on that, but Pittsburgh is literally the worst place in the entire world to drive. I drove in Toronto the other day and I was like, this is a breeze. This is literally the easiest thing ever. So whenever we go to pit, we know what we're getting ourselves into. We know the situation. We feel at home. It feels comforting, but it was also just very nostalgic. Like we just felt very sad because we don't actually live there anymore. We couldn't go to our apartment like we normally would but also it made us realize how much we love Toronto and how excited we are to live here and both places kind of have a different vibe. Pittsburgh is a little bit more laid back and chill and just more almost suburban type of living whereas I feel like in Toronto it's very fast paced. Everyone's doing something. You feel a little bit more inspired to get up and go out and just interact with people and do all these things. So it was a very nice weekend. It was very wholesome. It definitely gave me a little bit more of energy that I needed. It gave me a little bit of a reset, but we are very excited to be home and get back into our normal day to day. Okay, also, for any of my dancers, for anyone who's danced or even cheered, or if you're still a dancer, you have to go on Netflix and you have to watch Dance 100. So basically this show is they have eight choreographers and they have 100 dancers, and each dancer is assigned a choreographer so like the first round i think they have seven dancers each they basically create routines they also dance in the dance with the dancers which is very nice because a lot of the time the choreographers don't actually do the routine themselves and so they start with eight choreographers, they start with seven dancers each, and then as people start to get eliminated, the number of dancers that each choreographer has just builds and builds and builds, and by the end, they have to do a full routine with a hundred dancers. But it was really good. It was really good. And if you're a dancer and you've ever like watched one of these dance shows, sometimes they're not real dancers, If you know what I'm saying, like they're not actually very good. That sounds really bad. That sounds really mean. But you know what I'm saying. If you're a dancer, you know what I'm saying. And the dancers on this show, one, the choreographers were like very good. They most of them were actually really good and really vibey and like knew what they were doing. But the dancers on this show, they're from all over the world. They have different accents. They're from different places. I was literally watching the routines and I was trying to find the one person who was lagging and I could not find a person like every single dancer was literally insane. They all were so technical. They all were in the pocket. They all had such good musicality like they were literally the best dancers I have ever seen and if you like any sort of show like that, you need to watch this. It's also only six episodes, so it's super easy to binge it. Dean and I literally watched it in like a day and a half. So it's a short and sweet type of show, but it's so insanely good. And if you do go watch it, which I highly recommend you all do, send me a message so we can talk about it. Girlies, we know Helfridge Collective is my absolute pride and joy, so I only use the best when it comes to selling our items. Therefore, we use Shopify. When I first started Helfrich Collective, I was so new and so inexperienced, I literally had no idea how to sell our products, especially worldwide. Thankfully, Shopify has made it a seamless and easy process. Now we are selling all over the world. It's the perfect platform if you're trying to grow your business. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, plus millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, that's shopify.com slash WTTC, because now is the time to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, head over to shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorite company once again. That's right, we're talking about Lumi, and for all the girlies who don't know, Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt. So, she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant that's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. I just got a new Lumi deodorant in the mail the other day, and I kid you not, it smells exactly like toasted coconut. And I mean, who doesn't want to smell like coconut all day long? But if that isn't your vibe, then they also have scents like clean tangerine or lavender sage. Lumi has a starter pack that is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code WTTC at lumideodorant.com. That equates over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code WTTC. Okay, getting into this episode, I want to talk about productivity tips. And the reason for this is if you're in school right now, or even just because of the time of year, and because summer's around the corner, and we can all sort of sense it, I find that I am losing motivation, I am losing any sort of productivity that I even had. And it's getting to the point of the semester where you're just done. I've had enough. I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. And so I thought today's episode was very needed and kind of help us all to just push through that last little bit, push through until summer and just grind it out because it's definitely very difficult right now. But I do want to say that all these tips I'm giving, some of them are going to work for you and some of them aren't. So basically, with today's episode, just take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Of course, you can try all these different tips, and if one works better than the other, then ditch everything else. But just so that we all know, certain things are going to work for certain people, and certain things aren't, and that's just, you need to find what works best for you, because we're all so extremely different. Okay, so the first tip that I have is something I like to do is I will write out all of my tasks for the day and one thing that I think is super important is actually physically writing it down. There's been studies that have shown that writing something down on paper actually helps your recall and helps you to remember it. And I find that once I write something down, like write down a list, and I actually start to recall it throughout the day, I know exactly what I need to get done. And I know exactly what I need to do. So the first thing is to write everything down. But then from there, I like to pick three to four of the highest priority things that I need to get done for that day. And then once I choose those few things, I will schedule them into my schedule for that day. And so for example, Today, three of the biggest things I had to get done are recording this podcast, I have a Zoom meeting that I didn't get to actually schedule the time, so I have the Zoom meeting, and then I also have to start working on a paper, and so I knew that these were the three things I had to do. I knew that my Zoom meeting was at 3 p.m., so that one, already that schedule is set i know that i'm most productive in the morning so i'm going to start recording the podcast at 9 a.m and then after that i know that at 11 i'm going to start working on my paper and so i have these three things set throughout my day and if something takes a little bit longer it takes a little bit longer if something takes a little bit less then i can send emails in between, or I can do other admin sort of things. But I know that these three th- tasks that I have are the most important. And I know that they are have a set time in my schedule for me to accomplish them. Going off of that, a really important thing that I do is I time block. So basically. You need to find the time of day that you have the most motivation, the most energy, and you really need to capitalize on it. Everyone is very different. I personally am a morning person. I would wake up at 4 a.m. in undergrad to start studying until 9 a.m. because I know that that's when I was most productive. I don't know why. I have no idea but I like to study in the dark in the morning. That's just what works best for me. Some people are night owls, and they know that from the hours of 11 p.m. till 3 a.m., they're so productive. So you need to find that time in the day that fits you the best, and you really need to capitalize on it. So when you're time blocking, schedule all of your tasks during that time so like i said for me it's the morning so i know that in the mornings i shouldn't schedule random appointments or i shouldn't send random emails i should take that morning time to really focus on the things that are the most important for me to get done for the day with that being said i would recommend that you start with the highest priority task on your to-do list or the hardest task on your to-do list because when you're first starting that's when you should be the most alert you should be the most fresh and we all know that as the day goes on and you've been working all day you start to get tired and lethargic and you can't focus as much anymore and you're just not mentally there and clear and alert so use the beginning of your time block to focus on the highest priority item, or the thing that you're dreading the most. And that's the hardest task to accomplish. So that later on in the day, every task can get easier and easier and easier. So a method that people like to use is the Pomodoro method. And basically with this method, what you do is you would study or work or focus for 25 minutes and then you would schedule a five minute break and you would repeat that four times and once those four times are up you would then take a longer break for 25 minutes to 30 minutes and then you would start the cycle all over again and a lot of people like this method because it allows you to focus and to concentrate for a smaller period of time. So when you think about it, 25 minutes really isn't that long. And a lot of the time when I'm thinking I need to sit down and I need to study for two hours straight, I'm actually not going to do that. I'm really not going to give my undivided attention to studying for two solid hours. That's just not going to happen. But telling myself I can study for 25 minutes, just focus for 25 minutes and then I get a break, it makes it a little bit more doable and it makes your productivity increase because you're giving your all for 25 minute increments as opposed to a two hour study sesh that you're trying to focus hardcore for two hours straight. So with the Pomodoro method, or even if you're not doing this method, but you're taking a break with your break, you want to make sure that it's actually a period of rest. And so you're probably like, what the heck do you mean? But basically, when I'm taking my break a lot of the time i like to go on social media i like to reply to texts i like to reply to emails and i don't know about any of you but scrolling on social media and scrolling on TikTok and instagram one sometimes i can go down a rabbit hole and i can take a way longer break than intended but two a lot of the time it just gives me anxiety social media gives me extreme anxiety and so it's really not actually relaxing my mind and making me feel energized to go back into a focus mode and go back into what i was doing so these are some (laughs) better ways that i like to relax now and to rest during my break time i will if i'm hungry i will make food and i will literally just sit with my mind and i will just sit and i will eat my food in silence by myself and just reset. I will also go for a walk. I will talk with the Dean. I will put on a mindless TV show, but I will just take that time to calm my anxiety, calm my mind, and basically get out of fight or flight because sometimes when I'm trying to focus really hard, especially when it comes to school, I feel like I'm constantly tense and I'm constantly a little bit stressed out, especially if you're in the middle of studying, and so taking those rest periods are super, super important, I also think it's really important to take those rest periods before you hit a point of extreme burnout, because the whole point of that rest period is to basically reset yourself to go back to focusing and working and studying and doing what you need to do. And if you hit that point of burnout, which I think a lot of us have probably been there when you've just worked so hard that you take that break and you do not want to go back. You feel exhausted. You feel lethargic. You feel literally just burnt out. It's basically basically how you're feeling. And then the rest of your day is just a write-off. And I know that I have been extremely prone to doing this, where I will work so hard or I will work on a paper, for example, literally for hours and hours and hours to the point where I just feel so exhausted. And if I take a break, which at that point, I'm like, I need to take a break the thought of going back to that paper makes me physically ill. And I'm like, I literally cannot do it. And so I lay in my bed and I watch TV and all of a sudden six hours have gone by and I haven't touched my paper again. So It's really important that you take these rest periods before you hit that point so that it just helps to rejuvenate you and it's not something that your body is literally begging you for. My next tip and my next piece of advice if you want to be productive is one, to either turn your phone off, two, put your phone in a different room, or three, set it to do not disturb. Because I have found personally that when I start to get bored, it's a habit that I pick my phone up and I start scrolling and I start doing something. And it's a horrible, horrible habit that I need to basically kick and get rid of. But if my phone is right beside me, And I am writing a paper or I'm studying or I'm sending emails or I'm doing something and it's kind of boring because I'm not going to lie. A lot of the time writing a paper is not very much fun and I don't fully love it. I will get bored and I will grab my phone and I will start scrolling on Insta. And then all of a sudden six hours has gone by and I have literally done nothing. So putting my phone in a different room or turning it off has been super helpful in basically kicking that habit and forcing myself to stay present in the task that I'm doing. Another thing you can do is get an accountability partner. So if you're at school and you're in the library, you can study with someone. If you are at work, you can work beside someone. If you are working from home, you could FaceTime a friend or Skype or Skype, (laughs) who uses Skype anymore? You could Zoom call a colleague or someone and you can literally just be on FaceTime or Zoom, not say anything to each other and both just do your own tasks. But it helps to just have that person basically watching what you're doing. When Dean and I did long distance, we would FaceTime each other all the time, but obviously we both had our own shit that we had to do. So we would literally just set up our phone and do our own tasks but stay on FaceTime and I feel like that's something that a lot of people do when they're a long distance just so that you're kind of like with someone but subconsciously it actually helped both of us be more productive because you have that person basically holding you accountable and even though we weren't doing the same work we weren't doing the same things having each other there just subconsciously made us both feel more productive and focused A big thing that I have noticed is when I'm starting to get in a rut and I am not feeling very inspired or motivated or productive, changing my environment is super important. I feel like you get used to your environment and it just doesn't spark that inspiration in you anymore. And so I work from home all the time. And sometimes I notice that literally just sitting at home makes me feel super unproductive. And so what I have to do is I either have to go to a coffee shop, I have to go to the library, I have to go to a co working space, I just need to switch up my surroundings to ignite that spark back in me to want to focus and want to do the work that I have to do. And say you're not able to actually leave your house or leave your space. It could literally just be as simple as changing up the spot in your own house that you're working. So typically I sit at our kitchen counter, but then I find that when I go into our den and I sit at the desk, I'm more productive. And then once I get bored in the den, I move back to the kitchen. And just changing up that environment a little bit can just help you to kind of almost get out of your routine in a certain way. And it can just bring a little bit more of excitement into the tasks that you're doing. I will say, if you do homework or work in your room and you don't have a desk and you do it on your bed, I relate to that a thousand percent and don't do it. If you're trying to be productive, do not go lay in your bed and tell yourself that you'll be productive in your bed because you won't. I have a really, really bad habit of doing this. I will literally go (laughs) lay in my bed and try to write a paper and I just, my mind is not there. My mind's not there. I would rather watch TV, I would rather chill out, I would rather just. Actually, do anything other than the tasks that I have to do. And so I found that laying in bed and trying to do work is just not feasible when I'm trying to be productive. If I'm trying to just get emails sent or do little mundane tasks, then yeah, of course I can go lay in bed because it doesn't actually take a lot of brain power to do those certain things but if I'm trying to write a paper or I'm trying to say record the pod or I'm trying to just get actual shit done staying in my room and staying in my bed is not the way to do it going off of that Put on an outfit that makes you feel good and I personally love to be cozy when I'm at home and I'm doing work I love to be cozy and so I'll wear sweats and a hoodie but I've found that even just putting on a matching sweatsuit versus random mix-matched sweats and hoodie from grade seven makes me feel more put together and makes me feel more productive. When I'm really trying to be productive, I will literally put on a pair of jeans and an actual human outfit. And I've noticed that my productivity will skyrocket. I don't know what it even is, but I honestly think it's kind of the mentality of think of who you wanna be and show up as her. And if I want to be a boss-ass CEO or I want to be a killer PhD student, I need to show up as her. How would she dress? How would she do her hair? How would she act? And of course, there's times where I would just rather wear a sweatsuit and a thousand percent I can because sometimes that's just the vibe. I don't want to get dressed every single day. Like today, for example, I'm wearing a sweatsuit and I feel great. But sometimes you just need that little bit of extra confidence and extra boost to really focus on the shit that you have to get done for the day. And sometimes that's just putting on a little bit of makeup, doing your hair and putting on a nice blazer. We all know I'm a whore for a good blazer, a nice big oversized boxy blazer. Mm, I love it so much. It's literally my go to go to outfit. Okay, so I have found that a lot of the time, productivity doesn't come from me not wanting to be productive. It literally comes from my fear of a certain task. So I'm just going to use writing a paper as an example, because obviously that's what I do all the time. But a lot of the time I find that when we have a certain task we have to accomplish, like writing a paper, we think of it as a hard task. And when you think of something as a hard task, your brain naturally wants to avoid it. And so that's causing us to procrastinate. Like I'm just thinking right now, writing a paper, writing a 30 to 40 page paper sounds like the most daunting task I have ever done. Like it just sounds horrific. And hence why I have not started my paper yet. But we need to change that mindset and we need to basically push ourselves past that point to actually start doing the task at hand because once we start, a lot of the time it becomes way easier and we realize it's not as daunting as we once thought, So something I say to myself all the time, literally all the time, is I will talk about me writing a paper, and I will think about the task that I have to do, and I will literally say to myself, this is so easy, I've done this a hundred times before, I've written a thousand papers, I know what I'm doing, I've done it before, this is nothing new, and sometimes that motivational speech to myself works and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, I literally have to sit down and force myself to start writing the paper. I literally have to start it because like I said, a lot of the time, once you start that task, you've realized that it actually isn't as scary as you think it is in your head. And it's actually a lot more doable and a lot more manageable than we thought. And I've talked about this on other episodes, that a lot of the time I feel like our procrastination comes from anxiety and comes from fear. It's not that we're lazy, it's not that we don't want to work hard, it's not that we don't want to complete things, it's literally just the fact that we're scared, and the fact that it seems like just such a daunting thing to do, and... A big thing is you have to push past that threshold and you have to literally just dig deep down, deep, 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 deep down and force yourself to start. And once you start, a lot of the time, it's way easier than you thought it was going to be. And you can use these affirmations and you can try and talk yourself through it to just make it seem a little bit less of a scary task to accomplish. If you want to be more productive, then you need to have some sort of routine and some sort of things that you do every single day that make you excited about what you're about to accomplish. So for me, I know that every single day when I wake up, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to do my workout, I'm going to come home, take a shower. And taking a shower just makes me feel clean. It makes me feel refreshed. I'm going to grab my water, grab a coffee, make breakfast and sit down and start working. And honestly, I love my morning routine. I think it is so great. And it makes me excited for the day. It makes me feel already accomplished in my day. Because I already got up, I already worked out, I already took a shower, I'm doing all these things, and I can keep that momentum going when it comes to actually starting my work and getting shit done. Another thing is wherever you work most often. So if you work at home and you have a desk or you work in an office, try to make that space inviting. Try to make that space welcoming and inspiring and motivating you can have two computer monitors you can have a little cute sort of clock beside your desk you can have one of those little what are they called the little things that go on your keyboard to make it colored you can just do All these things to make the space feel more welcoming, more inviting, more motivating, more inspiring, because at the end of the day, that's where you're going to be sitting and doing your work. So you want that space to represent the mindset that you want to have. My last tip for being a productive babe is one of my favorite things, and you all know this, but saying no. Saying no is so important. Saying no, I stand by this wholeheartedly. It's a way of keeping your power and it's a way of also taking your power back and putting yourself first. And if you know that you have so much shit to do, you need to say no to certain things. You need to say no to things that people are asking you in order to make sure that you are staying true to what's important to you and also staying true to your productive mindset that you have and always I'm gonna just say it again but saying no doesn't make you a bad person and as a people pleaser and as someone who loves to help others and someone who honestly loves validation from other people which is not a good thing but I do Saying no has been very, very hard for me because I always want to make other people happy, but sometimes you have to focus on yourself and when you're trying to be productive and you have things that you have to get done, you need to put yourself first and you need to say no to things that just aren't going to help you achieve that. Sometimes being productive is hard and sometimes we're just not feeling it. We're in a little bit of a rut. We're tired. We're just not inspired. And so take some time. Take some time to reset, regroup, and find what really is going to ignite that spark in you again so that you can be excited to get back into the stuff that you got to do go out there, be productive, feel free to send me a DM or a message telling me if you have any tips for productivity that you love that I haven't mentioned. Let me know if you try any of these tips that I'm sharing and if they work for you, if they don't. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. As always, please feel free to let me know what you think of it, rate it, review it, share it with a friend, and I will catch you guys in the next one.